Yes, this is it. Uh, the review show for round 20, the Supercoach Professionals podcast, of course. I am Paulie G. got Ryan MS with me, as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, I guess our boys, the Tigers, didn't get absolutely disgraced like, like I guess the Knights did, but uh, <laughs> still another t- another tough week at the office, isn't it, as a West Tigers fan at the moment? <laughs> anyway, we'll just keep talking about Supercoach, shall we? Because that's uh, what we're here for anyway, and it's uh, much more enjoyable at the moment, let's face it. So uh, let's get straight into the Tigers game v the Roosters. And, well, I guess West put up a bit of a show. Um, Tim Simona, 68. Suasa Su, 59. Uh, James Tedesco, very good. He got he got to 75. So we, we saw a, a, probably a better performance than what we expected from West Tigers, which helped some of those good numbers despite the bad matchup. But then you had other players like Aaron Woods, just 39. Marty Tapao suffered the sin bin, only got 32. Um, Luke Brooks, just the four. And uh, realistically, but now, even with James Tedesco's good performance, you're still worried of having any Tigers player in your lineup, Ryan. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's not good for the Tigers, and especially if you've got them in your lineup. Um, Tedesco is the only guy you're going to look at, and even then, it might be as a backup guy um, to chuck on as a you know in, in your reserve somewhere if, if the matchup's backs. good. Yeah, but that's about it. That's all, all, all you can talk about. Yeah, and uh, we're going to talk about, of course, our Thursday show, the Roundtable Podcast, which you can also find either on iTunes or at www.supercoachpros.com. We will actually be talking about point of differences, players not to own. And these are guys that a lot of people do own, like your James Tedesco's, that you know it might be better not to have them as a point of difference um, rather than the way around. Although they're 75 this week, um, at least you know he's keeping a game for the moment. He is a class player, no doubt about it. Um, but it's just the Tigers not going so well. The Roosters, on the other hand, they looked very good indeed and very professional performance. Um, makes it a little bit difficult to know exactly which of the players is going to go large. Obviously, we've got our, our Twitter feed we write out there at, at SuperCoachPros there where we give a bit of that information away with the with the last um, or the, the final team changes with those announcements there before each and every game. We've also got it on the website there and the SuperCoach preview using our unique predictor model. Um, and we would have told you James Mullaney, 77, Jake Friend, 63. Mitchell Orbison going well at the moment, 58, getting that full-time game. Boyd Cordner uh, moving away from the back row, playing in the centre of the field this week with both him, Guerra and Orbison all playing and all starting. So that was interesting to see. Um, Cordner got to 60 himself, so he had a good day. Uh, Guerra just 49, but we're, we're sort of noticing a shift there for the Roosters and Orbison could be a guy to, to look to. Daniel Tupa, he loves playing against the Tigers, 74. That's a ceiling for him. We don't expect him to go that well again in future games. And um, guys, that we might have hoped, Ryan, Mitchell Pearce, just 45. I mean, these are still good numbers. Roger Tavarshashek, 50. Michael Jennings, 43. They're good scores, but not what you know what you hope when you've got such a good matchup against a pretty bad West Tigers team. Yeah, no, exactly right. Um, there's a whole bunch of Roosters players from about 48 to um, 58, just all clumped in, in around there and the numbers in between that. Um, and, yeah, and apart from Maloney and Tupu, no one really... Um, put up the you know the crazy numbers that that you would expect um, in this matchup, but you know sometimes the other team just uh, plays a little bit better than they expected, and the Roosters were um, also lacking a little bit of um, a little bit of care factor towards the end as well. For a team that won by twenty seven, it was um, you know it was quite easy, wasn't it? They sort of in second gear most of the game, but you'll see as these sort of uh, 
other teams drop off and, and teams like the Roosters at the top of the ladder win these games. Souths we're going to talk about a bit later. They'll go into cruise control. They'll, they'll put up, pick up good points. If you've got their goal kickers like James Maloney, that's really going to help you because even on a day where they're in cruise control, they can still put up 30 easily. Uh, let's look at the other game and, and on the Friday night in Brisbane and the Titans. And really, it's the same thing all over because um, in Brisbane, even more emphatic victors. Corey Parker leading the way, talking about those goal kickers. 103 points. He got over for a try. That's a rare thing. And that really bumped him over the century mark. In fact, a couple of missed goals. He could have gone even higher. But still a good day for Corey Parker. Anthony Milford, 88 He's becoming a point of difference there in the 5'8th role. We talked about him last Thursday on the Roundtable podcast show. Uh, a couple of try assists for him. Ben Hunt, 79. Look, good matchup for the halves. It did help. It, it did help, that's for sure. Alex Glenn, 76. Um, doing the business a couple of weeks in a row now for Alex Glenn after a slightly quieter game the week before. Matt Gillett, 64. Uh, Jared Wallace, 71. This is a guy we looked at earlier in the year. Didn't quite pan out, but now with these injuries, particularly Josh Maguire, Wallace back in favour with coach Wayne Bennett, getting the minutes and getting the points, scored a try. And um, we should also mention Darius Boyd, 78. Ryan, this is a, this is a good performance. Yeah, very good performance. Um, Boyd especially is really coming into it, and he could be... Um, you were talking about the point of differences that will be discussed on Thursday. Yep. He could be one of them. Um, look, as you said, um, look, the Broncos had the top seven of the top ten um, scorers for this game, which is no surprise when you win 34 to zip. Um, look, the thing I thought was just a little bit weird and they were very low scores was for Kahu uh, and Mantra, who I thought would um, actually for this game uh, get get fairly high, but yeah, uh, it didn't turn out that way. Hodges just 25, Kahu 26, Maranta 29, Corey Oates 29. Uh, they just didn't go out wider um, in that regard. And Andrew McCulloch, the hooker, it was a great matchup, just 39, but of course, Katie Nikarima, they're getting 37. So, you know, pro- probably a little bit disappointing. We certainly we tweeted out about McCulloch. That was certainly a, a day for him, but despite the 36 tackles, just uh, didn't get the other aspects of the game. We've seen him do so well uh, this year. Uh, this, the Gold Coast Titans, well, Aiden Caesar, 49, Eddie Pettiborn, 49, continuing to, you know, that, that was Caesar's matchup, let's face it, and, he, and I guess he didn't disappoint with 49, but you don't really likely to have him anyway. Um, Bo Falloon, 50, Luke Douglas, the one Gold Coast player that you might have held on to to this point because he does have that high floor, 58. Um, Greg Bird, 44. Lachlan Burr, 42. So, you know, there's some okay scores there, but littered with a lot of lower scores. And James Roberts, hopefully you've been able to move on from him by now, just the 40 there. And not his worst score in recent weeks, but he's just not getting the opportunities, Ryan, there on a a very poor Gold Coast team. He probably deserved the wooden spoon, if not for two other teams that are just as bad. Yeah, look, Gold Coast have had their um, well-documented struggles as well. Um, Look, strangely enough, they had a bunch of players um, scoring from about 58 to 44, um, which I found strange being that, yeah, they didn't score a point. Um, But these guys obviously did the bulk of the tackling and the bulk of the hit-ups. Look, yeah, not much to write home about for the... um, for the Titans, as I said um, in last week's review show, you just got a lot of rule of line through them all. Yeah, hopefully you don't own any of those guys. Now, I'm 
player that you probably do own, uh, or, mo- or most people do anyway, is Sean Johnson in this Warriors Manly game we're going to talk about now. 51 points, it's a good score, but the bad news is the ankle injury out for the year, so it seems. Did score a try, so I guess he ended with some style, but he had a high break even. He's going to go down. He could go down as much as 40,000, so he... You know, at least you'll have some money to trade for next week, but it's a big loss for uh, Supercoach owners. Plenty of injuries in this game. Bodine Thompson also going down. He got to 56. Um, we'll monitor that injury concern and talk about that on the Roundtable podcast during the week. Some better scores from those main um, guys that you expect. Simon Mannering, 73, uh, 75. sorry. Ben Madalino had a couple of lower games, and we've sort of talked him up and saying persist with him. Well, 76. You know, he had um, four or four... Four offloads, effective, and one ineffective. So, good day for Ben Madalino. Also, 10 hit-ups over 8 metres. Albert Vetti, 66. He might start to get more game time. He did score a try that helped Paddy's numbers. And Tumalala Lalehi, who moved into 5'8 when Johnson went down, got to 53. Chad Townsend moving into halfback, just 36 for Townsend. Uh, we're going to have to monitor Lalehi. He's a guy a lot of people picked up. He was quite cheap at the start of the year and is continuing to perform well. Um, but without Sean Johnson, it's hard to say, even though he'll get a great opportunity, he's handled on the ball more, Ryan, hard to say whether that will actually increase his points or, or decrease it because no... Uh, yeah, Sean that's right. Definitely one of those ones. Even this is this late um, in the year that you have to have a look at um, before you consider playing if you have him in your team or, uh, or picking him up um, to play him if that's what you wanted to do. Um, yeah, look. Some of the worries, as you mentioned before, those guys um, with some good points, they had a a couple of injuries, which knocked down two of their um, higher and more consistent scorers. Uh, Jonathan Wright um, was 30, and also uh, Solomon Carter was only 23, and I thought um, he would have done better. um, Same as Sam Tompkins, who got 21. Yeah, and Carter, we're going to talk about those point of differences, guys, not to own. Unfortunately, uh, he's also on that list for, for that reason. And, of course, Sean Johnson uh, not been able to help out his outside men. Uh, let's look at Manly. A host of injuries for them too, but they're good performers. Brett Stewart, couple of tries, starting to look more like the Brett Stewart of old, 74. George Tafua definitely looked like in the George Tafua of 2013. He was in a lot of supercoach teams, 88. Probably still too difficult to bring him in with Manly's hot and cold form, but, geez, some nice upside there. Jake Jabrovich, definitely one to circle for next year. 95 points. You're almost hoping he doesn't keep going large because it might affect his price for next year, but he's playing awesome, and um, he's going to be the leader of that pack uh, moving forward, that's for sure. Um, Liggy Sow, another guy who's playing well, 51, but did suffer a, a knee injury that doesn't look good. Tom Simons, 33, another another knee injury for him, and he's gone down. While Steve Maddai had a knock uh, and only got the five, he basically knocked himself out, so... Yeah, not so good there. And Luke Burgess, they finished the game with just the 13 fit players, the ones on the field. He he went off early. He just scored the four points, uh, a knee injury that could be serious as well. Um, guys in the mid-range there, Felitti Matao, 53, Jamie Lyon, 52, Daly Tree Evans, 53, Peter Hickey, 51. And good to see Blake Leary back as well, 46. They're going to need him upcoming weeks with all those injuries, Ryan. Yeah, that's right. He will. Um, they copped a couple. And um, look, whether or not Manly go on a run, um, of wins or not, uh, this game has proved that, well, A, they they can win and they do have a bit to play for even if um, they do fall out of finals contention with um, all the ructions going on within the club. But guys like Brett Stewart, 
uh, a good point of difference because he's not that expensive, yet he's still putting up some really good points of late. Um, same with Defour, of course. Um, David Cherry Evans also somehow managed to play despite his injury um, and mm. still put up 53. Yeah, if you held on to him through last week and didn't panic, you might say that, you know, he could help out. The big thing for Manly, we've talked about teams that sort of are dropping away and are going to be out of contention. Saturday went perfectly for them. Not only the big win, not only the fact that Sean Johnson now out really puts a question mark on the Warriors' spot within the top eight, but obviously the losses there to the dra- the loss to the Dragons as well later in the day it sort of gives them a target to say, you know, the Warriors and the Dragons are looking for that top eight spot. Um, Manly going to be right in there. Uh, Canberra's win today over Penrith may shake that a little bit. We'll talk about that game a bit later on. This is the Supercoach Professionals uh, Review Podcast. We do this on the weekend we go through all the games that have been played um, just a couple more weeks of it as we enter the Supercoach finals but we'll keep doing the Supercoach roundtable podcast for you each and every week all the way through to the Supercoach grand final of course be with you all the way with that one you can find all of the podcasts archived there www.supercoachpros.com or on the iTunes and it's not the only thing on our website of course we've got the previews, we've got the match recaps Ryan MS is one to watch, Pete's profits uh, my upgrades, downgrades and of course the all important um, Twitter handle there on Twitter at Pros. very important you follow us on Twitter because we tweet out those final lineup changes before each and every game, around an hour before kickoff or just under and um, just helps you there if you, you know, rather than get a zero you get told, oh, you know, this person is not you know, not playing, a last-minute change, and uh, you can make that adjustment, and you can just find that, of course, by following us on Twitter, at SuperCoachPros. Let's keep moving along to that St. George game against Melbourne, and the Storm starting to look very good, that professionalism, the Craig Bellamy factor weighing in there. No Billy Slater. Well, does it really matter? Cameron Munster's playing well. Another good game for him. Just the 36 Supercoach points, but he's impressing. Any game, he can sort of go large. Cameron Smith, what can you say? Hopefully he's in your lineup now. 86 points, uh, try assist, you know, kicking goals, 33 tackles, a couple of line break assists. Good day overall by Cameron Smith without even standing out. Nelson Asofa Salomono, we talked a few weeks ago about, you know, one thirteen thousands to get in um, and hope that, that you might sort of hit and hope. Well, he's been the one. He's already gone up to 134000 He'll price rise again with a score of 68. Look, getting the try help, but he is a big lump of a lad uh, and, you know, he just charges all day. He's, he's very dangerous. Uh, Dale Finucane, 67. Yeah, uh, can't complain with what he's doing at the moment. Nor Tahu Harris, owners, 56. And Kevin Proctor coming good there too, Ryan, with 72. Yeah, well, that's quite surprising to be honest. Um, look, we did discuss Cam Smith um, and saying that, yeah, you know, maybe the Brisbane hooker was probably a better option, but he's proved that, you know, he doesn't have to have a wow of a game to put up yeah. some really decent points and he's, with Melbourne starting to come into form, obviously that's it's all going to cores- correspond um, with him playing well. Um, you mentioned Kevin Proctor. Uh, what Tahu Harris also um, came up to 56. Um, he had a couple of low weeks um, pre- prior to that. And um, look, uh, I think that Melbourne didn't play particularly fantastic but um it was uh, more than enough for the dragons um and you'll see that in their points with you know not not uh ridiculous points but um some fairly solid contributions yeah and that's it they're gonna you know they're really craig bellamy there you know 
he's the he's the guy that really game plans for the opposition, and you saw them play that style that really sort of um, basically outwields St George out of that game. Um, the Saints, well, Josh Dugan again is their star, 66 points. Um, he's the man that's going to make it happen for them. They're not out of contention yet. They've lost seven in a row, but they're still there after starting the year so well. There's still a great opportunity for them to um, make the eight with a fairly soft run home, but they're going to need Dugan there. Um, Tyson Frizzell and Jack DeBellin, 54. Good to see them back now, getting back into full fitness and full match fitness, which will help in future games. Peter Mataudia, 66, got the try, got him up there. Him and Ewan Aitken, who scored 41, very impressive in the centres. And again, we talked a bit before about Jake Jabrovic um, being one to watch for next year. These two young um, centres are also two more to watch. But not a lot else to really talk about supercoach-wise at the moment. The Flames is kind of almost extinguished there of Dragons players, Ryan. No, exactly right. Look, honestly, I think Josh Dugan is the only Dragon that you're kind of looking at. Maybe Tyson Frizzell mm. um, sitting around there, but Gee, they're hard to pick at the moment um, and their players are hard to pick for Supercoach because you just don't know what's going to happen. They're on a big uh, downslide and, yeah, you just have to wonder how long it's going to take before it really starts to affect uh, their points. Yeah, and that's it. And the style that they play, you know, it's hard. If they're not hitting those floors, it's hard to have them in there because their ceilings just aren't as high as a lot of the other teams and and. Yeah, let's look at one of them now, Souths. I mean, Rita, let's listen to these numbers. Greg Inglis, three tries, one try assist, three line breaks, two line break assists, 153 points. Alec Johnston, two tries, two try assists, three line breaks, 118 points. Dylan Walker, three tries, 100 points. Isaac Luke, two try assists, three line break assists, 92 Massive numbers. All of a sudden, Souths out of nowhere become, you know, you want to own these players. And if you did pick up players of them through Origin and kept them, you're pretty happy. But John Sutton, 76. Thomas Burgess, 73. He scored a try. Bryson Goodwin scored a try, 72. Adam Reynolds, 68. Glenn Stewart, 62. I mean, Ryan, it was the day, you know, against the hapless Knights outfit. And we said, you know, play all your Souths players. It was the day. But still, especially Greg Inglis, he was unstoppable. It looks like guys that you want to own, Inglis, Walker, Luke, etc. 100%. Um, look, they've started, they really started to come good. They're getting all their players back. I think last night's game was the first time they had their full complement since I think the first round even, perhaps. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, like the Knights, yeah, couldn't really run with them um, and, yeah, it was done by about the 30-minute mark. Um, Inglis is still a great price if you want him. He looks like he's warming up into form. Looks like the whole South team is. Johnson Walker, as mentioned, um, even all the way down to George Burgess, still knocking out 54 points on a night where it looks like the backs just ran right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. And owning South's players now looks like the way to go heading home. They do have a tough run, but which means some tougher Supercoach matchups. So we'll talk more about South Sydney on the Roundtable podcast this week. The Knights, look, there's nothing really to say about them unless you're a Kate Snowden owner. He scored uh, their lone try, got the 97 points. Great day, 47 tackles, you know, added, added another nine hit-ups, but they just didn't have the ball. He tried his best. But other players, I mean, James McManus went down early. You probably don't own him anyway, but we'll monitor his injury, just the one point. Jake Mamo, another player maybe for next year, 45. Uh, Kirk Gidley, it, look, the Knights do look better when he's 
in the halves rather than fullback. Got to 44, but more what he can do for others. Dane Gagai, if you own him, well, he's another one like James Roberts you're probably looking to let go of now, just the 33. And the Sims brothers, Tarek 45 and Corbin 32, lower than what you hope after some pretty good weeks back-to-back. And finally, the Mataudia brothers, they just had horror nights, the pair of them, Chanel and Sione, 22 and 24 respectively. Maybe not even next year for those two, Ryan. Yeah, look, I, I think you can't really judge it on <laughs> on that note because obviously yeah, <laughs> South are on and uh, yeah. the Knights were not at all. Um, look, just to talk about Kate Snowden, basically 97 points. Um, he does cost you four, uh, 405,000. Um, but 47 tackles and not one missed tackle. Yeah. Well, That's... hopefully, you know, we talked about him at the very beginning of the year. Hopefully you bought Cade Snowden and just never let go of him because now every time he has that price rise, you think, oh, he's just a little bit too expensive. And then he just goes larger. Yep, exactly right. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's going really well and that's pretty much all you, all you talk about when you talk to Knights, um, super coach-wise. Yeah, that's all she wrote for the Knights and possibly the Panthers too, the Sunday game. Look, no... no um, well, I should say, James Seguiaro certainly tried his best. 128 points for him. Huge Supercoach day, you know, getting the full 80 minutes with Napa Sikorosau. Scoring a try, try assist, 38 tackles, you know, a couple of line break assists, a line break. Um, Elijah Taylor, he got in for a try and made 52 tackles. He got to 80. Uh, Robert Jennings, 67. Jeremy Lattimore, 66. Um, and also Reagan Campbell-Gillard, I thought he was quite strong with some big hit-ups. It got to 52. Uh, the Panthers, you know, a lot of the game, they're in this game, Ryan. They're falling away at the end, and you know, possibly it's a bridge too far now to make the finals and makes it tough to own um, many of those guys, except possibly Seguiaro. Yeah, look, Seguiaro is well and truly uh, the pick of the bunch. Um, Elijah Taylor is there or thereabouts. He might be, you know, your second option if you've... You know, if you need to make a change yeah. in that area, in that area, or if you've got him, you can hold on to him. Yeah, exactly right. Um, look, yeah, it, it's probably too far for the Panthers now in regards to finals. Um, Jamie Soward got forty-seven points. Peter Wallace got thirty-nine. Yeah. Um, they just did not produce anything for the Panthers today, really, um, especially with the game on the line towards the end there. Um, yeah, yeah, very disappointing. I think Segiaro is the story for the Panthers. Yeah, and you look at you know a game like that where the, there was a big wind advantage and the Penrith were running with the breeze in the second half. The Raiders probably didn't take full advantage of it, you know, without their regular halfback. You would have thought the experience of Soward and Wallace would tell, but instead it was the opposite. And and with that, Penrith's plant chances all but gone. But the Raiders starting to look good again. Like we talked about the Dragons, there's definitely at least one spot open in that top eight, uh, maybe only one, um, with the Sharks winning today. But but uh, the Raiders could take it, and that therefore their their super coach guys, uh, super, or their players are very relevant super coach wise. Uh, Josh Hodgson, their hooker, we've been impressed with him all year. A little up and down super coach wise, but he's he sure is a player. 86 today, very good. Um, Sean Fensom, 83. You know he's going to be solid for a good 50 or 60. Well, he added a try that helped bump him up. Jared Croker, 59. We say it every single week when the Raiders put up points. So will Croker, and he did. Blake Austin, 61. Maybe you wanted even more out of him. It was a good matchup. You can't be disappointed with 61. Jordan Rapana, 83. He's a player that it just continues to impress. You thought he might have been muscled out with Joe Lalua heading down there, but uh, he keeps playing well. Two tries. David Shillington, 
I tell you what, if he plays like the way he's now for Gold Coast, they'll be much improved next year. He's playing outstanding. 62 for him. And Paul Vaughan. Well, we've waited all year for this, let's face it. Uh, you probably don't own him now, but 110 points, two tries, two line breaks, you know, six, uh, 11 hit-ups over 8 metres, 17 overall, and eight tackle busts. Massive day for, for Paul Vaughan. I guess the only disappointments, some of those names that you may have in your lineup, your Sia Soliata's just 35, your Jack White in 21, just not cashing in, Ryan. Even Papali's 48, you probably wanted more when so many players did well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, in Papali's case, he had to spend 10 minutes off the field um, for a concussion test anyway yeah. um, after his um, hit on um, Nigel Plum. Um, look, it's, yeah, with the Raiders, you do have to pick and choose your players carefully, but yeah. if you get it right, geez, they reward you. Um, Fensum, as you mentioned before, very good, and we mentioned Hodgson before. Um, look, Blake Austin, Jerry Croker, they're kind of bread and butter guys um, for the Raiders. Um, you also, you guys who scored lower today, Soliola, that's going to happen from time to time, but yeah, no reason to get rid of him. Yeah, and you know, you're looking to pick up Paul Gallon um, as a second rower, let's say you can't quite afford him. Sean Fenson is a poor man's Paul Gallon and may be good enough for you because the fact is the Raiders are going to be in this uh, until round 26. And Fenson at 361,000. Yeah, he'll go up a bit after this big game, but um, he missed, or he played less minutes during the year. I think Stewart was holding him back, and now he's getting those extra minutes, um, and he's fresher than what we've seen in the past couple of years, which he didn't finish out the year, and it's, and it's showing. The, um, the final game that we're going to talk about here on the review uh, show is the Bulldogs and the Sharks. And I'll tell you what, the Bulldogs had most things going their way. Big home crowd, Belmore Oval, um, a lot of refereeing decisions, uh, you know, for that um, perhaps controversially. Uh, but they just couldn't make it happen. They seemed to get in their own way a lot and a uh, bit of drop ball. Uh, didn't help, but the halves, even though Hodkinson, a good game, a couple of tries, this super coach wise, 59 points, and Josh Reynolds, um, they're only, only got the 24. You have to wonder if they're going to be the, the future combination with the Moses Embi comes back. Very hard to say with the Bulldogs. Frank Pitchard's playing well, he got to 92. Josh Morris, 77. Um, good day for him. David Clemmer, 58, and James Graham, 54. Um, on the on the flip side, Brett Morris just eight. You know, had a try disallowed, didn't help him, um, and it was a good matchup too. Um, Sean Lane just for the cheapy, you know, diving down there. He also had a try disallowed, so it just wasn't a good day if, uh, for Bulldogs fans or owners of Bulldogs players. Ryan, no, um, they didn't do well, and um, yeah, they just weren't very cohesive today at all. The dogs. Um, and that shows in a few of their points. Um, yeah, look, the guys who normally score uh, decent points, uh, like Leisha, um, he, he got his uh, his points buffed up by a try, except he still made 46 tackles, so he's still going to have a fairly, a fairly high base um, and those kind of things. I don't think there's anything else or anything outstanding from the dogs that um, anyone has to know, yeah. um, apart from what they already know anyway. Yeah, and the Sharks, on the other hand, Paul Gallon. You know, we just talked about him in regards to Sean Fenson. Well, if you can afford Gallon, bring him in. 112 points, scored a try, 38 tackles, um, a massive 26 hit-ups. Just a massive day. Andrew Fafita, well, he copped a few penalties. He had three penalties against him, and we're going to have to talk about him more on the Roundtable podcast because there's a good chance he'll have to sit out after that off-the-field indiscretion in a a junior league game, um, an adult 
game, but a junior, what they call junior league there in Sydney with a, uh, abusing a referee. But did get the 65 for you this week. Did get on the park when NRL were calling him not to play. So I guess at least you got that out of him. But now we have to wait and see. Michael Ennis, 57, another solid performance. And Wade Graham, 73, again, as predicted, um, doing very well. Um, but Luke Lewis suffering an injury, hobbling off. I'm going to, have to talk about him as well on the on the Roundtable podcast. Just the 19. And Jack Bird, it was a good matchup, but I don't know. Possibly opposing uh, defences have figured out the Jack Bird game, the running game, and he only got the 16 points. And yeah, it's it's going to be tough now um, to keep him in your lineup, Ryan. Yeah, that's right. Um, he might be one of the guys where you're keeping your team because he's not costing you a hell of a lot um, if you got him early. But he's, um, yeah, he's only going to be played uh, in. In extreme circumstances, I guess. Um, look, as you mentioned, Gallon before, amazing uh, work from him. Uh, Wade Graham once again as well. Um, yeah, and Andrew Fido will more than likely be missing a game or so, um, depending on what happens this coming week. Um, look, Michael Gordon was quite low, I thought as well. Um, even Valentine Holmes was low, yeah. despite it, despite That's scoring right. a try. Um, look, I think the Sharks are definitely. A team on the on the up, and like the Raiders, you got to pick the players. But um, if if you get it right, you get rewarded. Yeah, and again, it's tough when you're looking at guys like Bird and Holmes. You go, well, they got the matchup, but they're not really um, showing that they can come through in those games. Unlike maybe a Blake Austin for the Raiders. So you're going back to your staples with the Sharks. They'd like to play it up front. Michael Ennis, Paul Gallen, Wade Graham. But now with Lewis injured and Fafita the off-field issue, we can't even look to them necessarily but we'll talk more about that on the roundtable podcast which is our cue to say goodbye for now thank you ryan for today no worries at all we'll talk to you thursday and of course uh you can find all of the podcasts all archived there at www.supercoachpros.com and all the other information there recaps will go up in a couple of days and the previews and uh, next week's information following that and make sure you tune in next uh, Thursday and of course next Sunday as well for this review show and the roundtable podcast that we do during the week that's it for us, I am Paulie G and we'll see you